Hi, everybody. This is your Keeper speaking. Thank you so much for joining us yet again in Revenant, Alaska for an episode of A Horror Borealis. I know times are scary right now. I know that the world is an overwhelming and alarming place, and either you're out in it and probably don't want to be, or you're stuck somewhere at home and maybe feeling cut off and disconnected from the things that help you keep your mind off all of the frightening and overwhelming news that comes in every day. I want you to know that I don't take it for granted that you have chosen to spend some of this time with us here in this space. And as weird as this is to say, I think that of all the episodes for us to put out in this time, I hope this is one that brings you some sense of solace or comfort or joy. I think it's nice to remember that even in the midst of frightening and overwhelming and uh, intimidating times that there's something really beautiful to be found in community and that there are a number of ways we can help the people who are close to us, even if that means by not being close to them. We're so lucky to be able to create something that people can consume individually, which still brings them a sense of togetherness. And I hope that if you are someone who listens to our show, that you know that we have a community of people here who would love to hear from you, would love to reach out to you, and we're doing everything that we can to help provide and produce whatever moments of light we can while all of this is happening. Obviously, nobody has any way of knowing how long this will last, and obviously, things could change on the daily. So by the time you listen to this, it might be a totally different world than the one I recorded it in. But we're doing what we can to help keep things going and provide some sort of spark of entertainment in the midst of all of this. Um, on the bright side, all of us right now are uh, working from home or quarantined or self-isolated. So um, I guess that's great news for content. <laughs> Stay posted. Um, follow us on Twitter or on any of the spaces that you know how to sort of keep tabs. Um, we're going to be trying to maybe put together some Jackbox streams or... Uh, do some additional bonus episodes that we'll release to the public. We're really trying to work on whatever we can to get as much content out there and sort of help keep people's days full of good things. Uh, so I hope that you stick with us. And if there's anything that, you know, you want to see from us or that we can do to sort of help keep that fire burning, um, I would love if you would reach out to us. You can find us at a horror borealis on Twitter. You can find me personally at Coffee Detective. That's C O F F three three Detective. Um, or if you're one of our Patreon donors, you can come and join us in the exclusive Patreon donor Discord, which is a really wonderful space. And I know that money is tight for a lot of people right now, so no pressure if you can't jump in on that bandwagon. But wherever it is that you're following us. Uh, we've noticed there are a lot of really wonderful people doing the same. So I hope that you find a group of people who are good to you and good to be around you, even virtually at this time, and that you do something nice for yourself. So I know this is kind of a weird pre-roll. Um, I thankfully don't have any content warnings to give you today, so this one should be pretty easy listening. I really hope you enjoy it. This has been a special episode for all of us, and um, I'm really glad that it's happening now. So take care of yourselves, take care of the people around you, and make good choices. As always, the part of Mariah Harris is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Martha Campbell is played by Tim Werner. The part of Siobhan O'Shaughnessy is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed our excellent theme music. Our audio editor and producer, as well as sound designer, is Ryan Bolter, who does an incredible job as always. I really love his work with this one. Thank you so much, Ryan. You've made something special here. And we are proud members of the One Shot Network, who as always are doing incredible things in these trying times. I'm your keeper, Alex Flanagan. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the episode. Bye.
doing this? Let's do it. Yes, yes. I'm Let's ready. Let's do it. Let's go. Mariah. Yes. You wake up the following morning on Billy's couch. Stiff, sore, bloodstained, and disoriented from probably more sleep than your body is used to. Oh my god, so much more. So much more. Sunlight filters in through the window blinds, and you smell coffee. The armchair a few feet away holds a dozing Zoe, who, when she hears you stirring, immediately wakes up, stretches her shoulders out, and smiles at you, rubbing sleep from her eyes. Hey, you're alive. I mean, you look like shit, but you're alive. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you're alive too. Yeah, I made it out the other side. I'm glad. What? Are you... Are you okay? Well, I ate two pounds of raw meat yesterday after eight years of veganism, so I don't feel awesome. Okay, that's fair. But I could be feeling a lot worse, so... Thanks for taking care of me, Em. Yeah, of course. Do you, uh... I'm just... Do you want coffee? Yeah, always. (laughs) Yeah, hold that thought. Uh, I think she... She gets up and, again, sort of stretches and, like, eons wide and... Oops, I just knocked something over in my house. Because I talk with my hands. Yeah, you do, buddy. I do. Anyway, she walks out to the kitchen and pours coffee and brings it back out to you. I think she sort of gestures for you to move your feet slightly so she can sit down next to you. It's weird how um, normal this feels right now. Yeah, it's, um, it's been a minute, huh? Yeah, it really has. Uh, Dude. (laughs) We're still here. That ain't nothing. No, in this town, it's really not. I mean, you know, we're not at the 27 Club just yet, so knock on wood, but... (laughs) Yeah, shit. But for now. Was that a fucking pun? No, I'm kidding. You're fine. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, The front door swings open and Adam, kicking snow from his boots, steps in. He does not have the look of a person who slept last night, and his hands and his jeans are stained black with what you now recognize as vampire blood. Hey. Hey, kid. How you feeling? Um, like shit? Alive? (laughs) Yeah, that, uh, seems to be par for the course in this town lately. Yeah. Um, how, uh, Stare kind of down at this, the stains on his pants. Um, how did it... How did... How'd it go? Well, it took all night, but, um... You know, I got Hawk and Riley to help out, and we got the place cleaned up before anyone else saw. The, um... The window's still empty, but... Hawk's got a guy coming down here in an hour or so to replace it. I guess that's a thing you can do when you're in the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Is that coffee? Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, you should you should get some. I think he uh, walks out to the kitchen and, and takes his time out there pouring himself a mug. Zoe puts a hand on your on your shoulder and says, Well, I was um I was mostly just sticking around till you got up. I uh, I need to get home to my mom's and make sure that she and my dad haven't like I don't know built a haunted car or started a cult or something, whatever it is that oh, people with yeah. in magic small towns do. I don't know. Yeah. Was it weird seeing him? I mean, it wasn't the weirdest thing happening at the moment, but it was a little right. weird. If you, um, later, but, uh, if you want to talk about it, yeah, I am. Probably ought to. Besides, I owe you breakfast. <laughs> yes, please. But, you know, I um, kind of hope he sticks around a while this time. Yeah. Well, hang tough, kid. 
Always do. I think she shoots you finger guns and sort of <laughs> smiles and pulls herself up off the couch, drains the rest of her coffee, and leaves the mug in the kitchen as she walks out. Adam brings his mug in and, and after, you know, acknowledging Zoe and sending her on her way, closes the door behind her and comes down and I think takes that same seat sort of next to you. You, um, you get some sleep last night? Yeah. Yeah, um, I did. I think at a certain point I just passed out. Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds about right. How's the, uh, how's the battle scar doing? Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, she's forgotten temporarily. (laughs) Um, takes a look, uh, kind of, um peels apart like the the rip in her jeans where it happened um takes a peek it's bandaged up i imagine yeah for sure <laughs> well. um not too bad not too bad maybe i think maybe i lost my shot at the olympics but uh <laughs> otherwise well uh by olympic standards you're pretty old so i hate to break it to you but i don't know I don't know how good that shot was in the first place, but you may be one of the best vampire hunters in the state of Alaska, so that's something. Yeah. (sighs) I think he uh, sort of closes his eyes and lets his head fall back against the couch for a second. Says... This part's always the hardest. You know, the morning after, the cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But we're here. Yeah. Yeah, we're here. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. Just kind of, um, think maybe very slowly, kind of slide my coffee cup holding hand over and just, like, click my mug on his, just, like, very... (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. All that. I think he, uh, he smiles a little bit. And, uh, maybe sits back up. Says, well, I don't know what... Don't know what I'm going on about. I'm not the one who, again, fought a vampire last night. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I haven't. We haven't really processed that yet. Yeah, I um, I don't think you're the only one. And I think Shit. without meaning to, he kind of can't help his glance from flickering back toward the hallway. How is he? I don't know. I, uh... I haven't seen him since... Since last night, just before you, uh... Well, (laughs) started snoring. I don't know at what point you fell asleep, but... (laughs) Not really looking forward to that conversation, though. Yeah. It'll be okay. I think I think it will. Yeah, yeah, no you're um you're probably right. I um I think uh, he sort of um stares down into his coffee cup clearly struggling for words with a look on his face of trying to wrap both his his brain and his mouth around something and not Mm -hmm. seeming to be quite able to do it. What's up? (sighs) I think I love him, Mariah. 
I, uh, she, um, she takes his hand, gives a little squeeze, just kind of like a little, just a little mo- gesture, a little supportive, um, just a one person who's been somewhere reaching out to the person mm-hmm. who's there now. Um, and, uh, just kind of say, um, and he's pretty lucky, huh? I don't know that those are the words that, you know, a thinking person would use. <laughs> okay, fuck you. <laughs> um, but, uh, for real though, um, I am, I think you should, I think you should, I know it's hard, uh, I know it's scary as shit, uh, but I think you should probably tell him, because if last, if last night's any indication, we don't know how long we've got with anybody. Don't really have time to waste. Yeah, well. And pinings for suckers. <laughs> I think he, um, he can't help but sort of smirk at that and, and punches you lightly on the shoulder. He says, <laughs> yeah, well, last night he got assaulted by a vampire in his own diner, so I feel like maybe a confession not, is not what he needs right now. I'm not saying you have to rush it. I'm just saying, think about it. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll do that. Oh. <laughs> Siobhan I'm crying Yes <laughs> I love my dad Siobhan It's uh, a good dad Siobhan, um, at what point do you go back into the ranger station? Do you make it back up there the next morning? Do you take a few days of bed rest? Do you? I think I would take a few days I think that's probably a good idea At what point do you go back in? Um, probably uh, she'll take two days Okay, cool so around day three, you go back in. And I think that, honestly, um, you know, after the night shift that you pulled, cleaning up bodies <laughs> and uh, doing what needed to be done, I, I kind of feel like probably you would just close up the ranger station, lock it, and say, you know what, we'll deal with this shit when we get to it. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like now, you know, you're sort of unlocking, you go in, there's... The glass probably got swept up immediately, but there is still definitely a broken computer on the ground. There are still, like, the papers have sort of been shuffled off to one side, but not really picked up or dealt with. Because, you know, in the middle of the night, it's like, well, what of this do we need? You know, can we throw anything away? Like, it's not like I can pull this file from Google Drive later. It's 1996. So What's Google? (laughs) What's a Google? (laughs) That's a I'm sorry, you're telling me there's somewhere on the Ask Jeeves that he can hold my homework? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I think it's very nearly as you left it several days ago. What's uh, what's sort of your first priority when you walk in here? I think she's probably going to go over and pick up the broken computer and just throw it away. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm picturing you as having, like, the little office trash can next to the desk and just uh-huh. dumping a whole Windows PC Yeah, just a it. whole ass 1996 <laughs> computer into it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it she so much. She plugs it in, it doesn't work, she throws it away. <laughs> the screen is completely missing and she plugs it in anyway just to check. Uh-huh. Well, maybe uh, maybe it still works. I could get a floppy disk in there. God, I love Siobhan. No. Okay. Thunk. It's, it's dead. Thunk into the trash can. Um, after that, I think she's going to go and pick up all of the papers and just kind of see what's there. Throw some stuff away. Yeah. I th- she's going to shuffle... Uh, the two piles, shuffle the papers into two piles, one like keep, one like throw away. <laughs> okay, good. I like that. I think as you're working on this particular portion of your of your cleanup job, um, the door, maybe the door doesn't like quite close all the way. You had to kind of like bungee cord it shut, like it somehow got slammed in the confrontation um, and it just sort of swings uh-huh. open. Um, and Riley sort of knocks on the door frame and, and walks in, offering you like, a little smile and like a small wave, like, hey. Hey. 
Hey, um, how how are you doing? Um, surprisingly okay, I think, for having a knife in my shoulder. Yeah, that was kind of a stupid question. No, it wasn't a stupid question. It was a stupid thing of me to do, to get a knife in the shoulder. (laughs) That's not where knives go. (laughs) Um, well, I mean, I guess sort of literally sometimes they do. Eh, Well, they shouldn't. They weren't meant to go there. Guess it depends on who's holding them. Well, the wrong person was holding it. Yeah, that was probably a big part of it, huh? Yeah, it it was a mistake. You know, I'm not perfect. It happens. Well, I'm um, I'm really glad you're doing okay. Thank you. Me too. Are you? Yeah. No. To- totally knifeless, actually. Totally knifeless, huh? Well, you know we have knives. If if you want to strap one to the holster, you know the knife, the good old knife holster. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I know where they are. If I want to carry one, I was just trying to make a joke. I I know that in the comedy business is called no but. I'm sorry. It's a what? You ever you ever take improv classes, Riley? No, I never never did. Oh well, then that joke will fall flat. <laughs> take improv classes. <laughs> you see, in improv, there's this <laughs> thing called yes and, where whenever somebody says something, you're supposed to go along with it, yes, and elaborate on it, and then the opposite would be no, but. And oh. it's funny because there's there's the word but. Right. Is that's the funny part? No, yeah, what else would it be? Um well I don't know. I guess maybe I thought that people who did improv would have better jokes. Have you ever seen improv? <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't, trust me. <laughs> Right, cool. So that was awesome. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I, I ran into Ben. How is, how is Ben doing? Well, you know, I I guess okay. Um, But I heard about what happened. (sighs) Yeah, that's another thing to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, um, Their shoulders kind of sink, and I think they come over and sort of lean against the desk for a second, and then sort of slide themselves back onto it. So their their legs are sort of dangling a little bit, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's complicated, right? Like. We were always supposed to protect people by keeping them in the dark, keeping them and and the things in the park safe. But I, I mean, I don't know what that means when when the creatures are the people, and you know, like our our friends. I mean, do we do we tell everyone? Or I, I, I mean, Ben and and Zoe. I don't. I want. I want them to stay. You know, I want this to be their home, but I, I don't want them to pretend like they have to be something they aren't, especially when, like, hey. yeah. Quick question, Alex. Yeah. Does Riley know about Zoe? I think the implication would be that it's several days later. They have probably seen each other. This information has okay. probably been shared. You did not see it happen, but yes, okay. you can gather from this okay. conversation. Okay. I, I didn't know if I, Andrew, missed something. No, you didn't. This is just me relaying okay. expositional information in a non-direct ah. way. So kind of like you're relaying a story? Yeah, I took improv classes, so. Why? <laughs> well, it sure didn't make me funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is Katana. Um. She has a cool sword. God. That's <laughs> oh, a magic sword. I wish that could be me. Okay. Um, and back into it. Well, the thing that I think in in my experience 
the thing that makes people monsters is not whether or not they have fangs or become super hairy at a full moon. It's what they do when they have fangs or when they become hairy at a full moon. And we know Ben and we know Zoe and so far they haven't done anything monstrous. And, 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 and I don't think they ever would. That's that's not... I mean, I didn't mean to say... I just mean... I, I want them to be safe. But I don't know the best way to do that for them. I don't know... I mean, such a big part of our job has been keeping all these secrets from everyone... Like, the town, I mean. And I don't know what happens if we can't do that anymore. Well, it's not the whole town yet. It's two people. And we don't need to decide for them. They're adults who know about the situation here. And if we want to know what is best for them, I think the best thing would be to ask them what they want. Yeah, you're you're right. But I understand your point. It's getting more and more difficult to keep these things secret from the town. Yeah, and I mean, Billy was like to know if we should attacked. Yeah. To know if we should. Do you think it would be better to not keep it a secret from the town to tell everyone? I don't know. I mean, that, that like, goes against everything we were told, right? I mean... Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. But look, I might be a forest ranger, but I ain't no cop. <laughs> right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna arrest you for considering doing this. For thinking about why we do it. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to say. I think the initial reason that we were sworn to secrecy is because of all of the, the real monsters that aren't in the forest. The people who would go hunting for Bigfoot because they knew that they existed, or would make tr uh, uh, trophies out of uh, jackalope antlers. It's the easiest way to protect the wildlife, is that people don't know that it's there. And if we suddenly told everyone in town, then other... I, I know that people in town wouldn't go out purposefully trying to do harm to these to these creatures, but... If we do it, then what's to stop Cat May from doing it and Yellowstone and all of these other huge national parks with these big tourist draws from all over the country? People would, would flock there to poach, and we can't have that. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's just... It's, it's harder when it gets closer to home, right? Yeah, it always is. It always is. Have you talked to Ben at all? I, I mean, not, not like really, not really about that. Hmm. And what about Zoe? How is Zoe doing? She's good. Um, she's really good. I. I mean, I, you know, I think it's a lot to take in, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, she said she survived two puberties and she'll do a third. So <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of puberties. Yeah. God, it's like so many. Um, and how are you doing? I know that that can be hard. For even though it's not happening to you, I, 
I know that being a caretaker and being concerned about someone is taxing in other ways. Are you doing okay? I think that they look like a little bit taken aback by this for a second. Um, and then they sort of uh, look down at their shoes and maybe sort of kick their legs a little bit and, and smile while they're thinking about it. And they nod and say, yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm doing good, actually. I think it, it feels, I don't know, it feels, it feels nice to be there for people to like, to know that you are someone who can be helping out when things are happening. It's, I feel like I'm better at that than I am at a lot of other things. And that's kind of <laughs> nice. Everyone's good at something and I'm glad that you found what you're good at. Not to say you're not good at so many things. Well, but... you know, it's it's probably preferable to being a knife block, so I'm glad I'm not good at that. <laughs> uh, are you sure you've never taken an improv class? No, I'm I'm I mean I'm pretty sure. I don't, can you take one by accident? Is that a thing that can happen to a person? <laughs> <laughs> they have tricky ways of drawing you in. I think um, while they're sort of looking down at their shoes, they all of a sudden get very distracted and they say, How did you fit that whole computer in the trash can? <laughs> um, deceptively big trash can. Martha, <laughs> let's go talk to you now. <laughs> Martha, I'd imagine that you uh, you probably need some time before you're you're ready to sort of go back about your day to day life. Uh, so why don't you tell me sort of when do you want to pick this up? Maybe like a week later. Yeah, this is either a. A week or two later. Okay. Um, yeah, so everything's kind of, like, settled. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, nothing's back to normal, but it's sure. settled. Normal has a very sliding scale definition in this town. Yeah. Uh, let's say two weeks later, and why don't you tell me a little bit of sort of what you've been up to in that time. Not in any detail, but just sort of, like... How have things for you progressed as time passes? Um, I think that um, she's probably been going into town a little bit more than usual. Okay. Um, and then uh, she also has a time set out in the day where um, uh, her and Ben like take a walk out in the park because he can't really show himself to anyone in the town. Yeah. Not during the daylight. So I feel like for Ben's yeah. part, it's been a lot of, you know, making a point to be actively social in the evenings. So it seems less weird when he's not around during the day. Um, yeah. But obviously, you know, for those, those hours of daylight, not really being anywhere publicly visible. Um, which has been kind of a weird adjustment, I think. But I think that, you know, it, it helps in some ways that you're in the time of year that you're in where the days are getting progressively shorter. So it's able to not feel so noticeable. In fact, I think in some ways it almost feels weirdly normal. Mm -hmm. So you're probably on one of these walks right now, right? Yeah. Okay. What time is it? Is the sun still out and just sort of like filtering through the trees or is it is it sunset now? Or is it early in the morning? Um, I imagine that well, let's say it's early in the morning. Um Okay. I brought a couple thermoses of uh coffee and uh maybe some um I don't know, maybe we're going to do like a little cooking thing have a, a skillet and we're going to do some eggs. That's nice for you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what else do you do other than like walk around? No, I mean, that's nice for you. 
<laughs> the person you are cooking with is a vampire. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know, what, let's play this out. Garlic. Let's play this out. Let's play this out. I like this. So you're Wait, up in so the woods. Does, I think does you... Ben not need to eat? Is that like the thing? <laughs> you're up in the woods. I think you have kind of a meeting place that you go to. Um, I guess the alternative would be that he meets you at your cabin and you hike up into the woods together. But whichever of those feels right for you, I think you get sort of up into the woods where you're planning on doing this thing. Um, and you go about, what, setting up a campfire? Yeah, yeah, just like a small one. Okay. Um, here, I, uh, I brought some coffee if you want any. Oh, um, yeah, thanks. And then I think he takes Martha. a thermos and he, he screws the cap off and he sort of um, sits there with her for a minute. I think he sort of... Well, I'm not sure exactly how I... I know I have depicted the vampires in the last arc like sitting with mugs of coffee. I don't know if it was ever established that they actually drank it. Yeah. I do feel like they can't eat... Well, actually, I feel like I know how this works. I feel like there's nothing stopping them from eating foods or drinking liquids okay would martha know this i don't think it's come up yet which is kind of what i think is fun and weird so okay okay (laughs) uh yeah so i think he takes it and um i think he takes it and i think he takes a swig of the coffee and sort of like swirls it around in his mouth for a second and then spits it out almost like he's doing a wine tasting Oh, um, is uh, sorry. Here, I'll I'll take that back. I did, uh, is, is something wrong with it? No, no, it's perfectly fine. I mean, it tastes fine. Do you know something about the coffee that I should? Uh, it's coffee. You know, yeah, water no, and uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it um, it tastes like coffee. It's so, good. so do you not Thank do you. you not want it? Should I just leave it over here? Oh no, no, I um, I'll, I'll take it. It's I, I mean, I, I like coffee. It's just um, it's not really worth. It's not really worth drinking it necessarily. Okay. Um. Normally you just downed coffee like i i don't know yeah no i um i can't i can't really digest things so like i can swallow it but um but then i i kind of have to oh no yeah it's gotta yeah it it come back out um yeah like like manually uh, well that makes this real awkward i had like a whole breakfast plan um <laughs> well you should still have breakfast no i'll uh, i'll eat at home it's uh it's fine i'm not like offended or anything um i think she pokes around at the fire a little bit um and uh she doesn't start any other like uh food or anything um like she's sat on just not having breakfast today. Um, I think he, um, I think he bends down and sort of helps to start like stoking the fire and like putting little pieces of tinder in it and says like, "No, seriously, it's. I, I would actually like a lot if this felt like a normal thing, you know." Yeah, there's not not much of that anymore, huh? Yeah, you're a. Uh... You're telling me. So, uh, how's it been? I don't know. How's it, Martha? <laughs> <laughs> I was that. That wasn't any good. I took an improv class in college, but it oh, wasn't. Yeah, no, no, no. It I was, wasn't it was, very good. It was good. I just, I was inwardly laughing, not so much outwardly, but. Yeah, you know, I get that a lot. <laughs> Um, and I think with that, uh, Martha, like, just reaches out and, like, puts a hand on his knee. Um, and I think at that, he kind of 
pulls back a little bit and just looks at you like confused. Yeah, I think um, she uh, pulls away as well and just uh, sorry, I uh, I wasn't I wasn't. Um. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. No. Um. I mean, I mean about the other thing. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking um, when uh, when I told you that I needed time. Uh, that was. Uh, can I? Can I show you? Um. Can you? Yes. Um. So then, uh, she's going to establish that link with telepathy and then, uh, I guess try to like relay all of her emotions, but, okay, uh, it's really difficult for her to sift through, especially like trying to form cohesive thoughts about them. Um, so like some of the ones that he sees are, um, like them taking hikes, uh, mm-hmm. and then, um, I think that she shows him, like, glimpses of her home life where, mm-hmm. uh, it's more of like, where it's not like she's, like, she's not crying or, outwardly showing much mm-hmm. but it's more of just dampened everything everything seems a little bit fuzzy mm-hmm. and then I think she goes back to when they were out with the uh, the fungus and where she touched him and then that hurt him mm-hmm. and how she was worried about him and then back to today where all of it is like didn't mean to hurt you and I am very worried yeah I think um, I think that sort of you are processing all of these things as he is receiving them it's a very very shared moment and I think it it takes a small amount of time. It's not instantaneous, but nor does it take like a particularly long extended moment, but it definitely is this, this very weighted moment. And I think maybe when you go to pull back, he sort of searches your eyes for a second and he looks, uh, he looks conflicted. There's like, her eyes are watery, and I think mm-hmm. uh, before a tear can roll down, she kind of, like, wipes it away. Mm, Martha. I... I don't know what to say. Um... I was... I was selfish. Um, I didn't take your feelings into account. I thought I did. I didn't want to hurt you by making you deal with whatever I was dealing with. And that, uh, I don't think that was my decision to make. I think he sort of his face can't seem to settle on an emotion. Like there's this sort of flicker of a half smile. And then it sort of gives way to this, not quite a frown, but this, this furrowed brow and this uncertainty. Like, I think that you get the impression that there is an answer that he very much wants to give, but there's also one that he feels is probably the more correct one. Martha, I... I never wanted to not 
be with you. I, I still don't. But there's so much that we haven't even begun to talk about. And I don't know how we can try to be anything together until we figure some things out individually. I'm sorry, I know that sucks, but I mean, you know, you, you you broke up with me and then you saved my life and then I don't know what my life is now and if that means anything for me, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I can keep my job. I don't know if I can ever see my family again. I don't know who I can tell about any things that are happening to me, and I can't keep being your problem, Martha. Not right now. This is weird because in Martha's head, she's going through, like, uh, she's basically thinking, this is exactly what I did to you. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, now it's turned back on me. Uh, And, like, she really wants to say something, but she's not. What do you, Tim, want to do? Well, uh, I think Martha would, um, after Ben says that he doesn't know where he can go, where he can talk to, uh, mm-hmm. doesn't want uh, uh, to be Martha's problem. Um, I think that Martha would say, uh, well, um, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Gray said that we could. I... <laughs> Can we change you? Mm. This is, uh, this is. Yeah. And I need you to know that you're not a problem. I, um, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I think she uh, quickly wipes the other tears from her face and um, uh, starts to uh, pack up. Mm. I think that... um... (sighs) Gosh... I think Martha is is packing up and sort of, you know, hurriedly throwing things in his backpack, kicking dirt onto the fire, just trying to get out of here. And I think as she does that, he goes to just grab her by by the forearm, by the wrist, and says, Martha, wait. And I think as soon as he does that, without ever meaning to, this this empathetic link is reestablished. And I think that Martha sees a number of things. I think you see uh, maybe even, like, the first time that you two really had an encounter when you, like, burst into the ranger station asking if Siobhan was in so you could go pursue this giant spider in the woods, and then walking back out and him, like, watching you go at that point, just, like, totally perplexed and mystified by this person. And I think you see, you know you in multiple different instances like running off to go tackle some huge world-ending challenge with Siobhan and Mariah and I think you see you know you departing in the middle of coffee dates to go handle some new piece of information I think you see yourself from his eyes doing these incredible feats of magic I think you see the scene of you breaking up with him and closing the door and I think you see all of that culminating 
and all of those emotions that we talked about in this moment. And you get this intense feeling that for as much as he feels like it's the right thing, he just can't watch you leave again like this. I, um... I wish... I wish I could give us the chance I feel like we deserved from the beginning. But if I can't do that, I'll take anything else. Uh, this is Tim asking, is he mm-hmm. reaching out asking to be in a relationship again? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think Martha is just completely frozen. She was putting away utensils into the backpack. Um, mm-hmm. and please no knives. Please no knives. Please no knives. No, no knives. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, knives are for bad people who want to put them in shoulders. Um, and then, um, I think, so she's like halfway into this backpack with these utensils Mm -hmm. and then you kind of hear them, um, as she sets them down on like the skillet or something. Uh Uh-huh. And so Ben is still holding her hand or her wrist. Uh Um, and I think knowing and kind of understanding where he is and like Mm -hmm. that he needs time to figure all of this out um she's going to uh I think she's gonna say I I definitely want to be with you uh as that may already be clear (laughs) um uh Let's maybe dial it back for a little bit. Would that help? Yeah. um, He kind of smiles awkwardly and says, I don't really think I'm short on time. Yeah, you're fucking immortal. (laughs) Oof. I think he um I think he drops your wrist and smiles and helps you pack up the rest of the things. And I think maybe we just fade out on uh a scene that we can't necessarily hear of the two of them having just a friendly conversation. <laughs> <laughs>